You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the 2023 regular season has officially come to an end. And with us entering Tuesday, the 2023 MLB playoffs officially begin. Four wild card rounds of playoffs. Two in the National League, two in the American League to determine what teams will eventually move on to complete the division round of series, which will get started on Saturday. In particular for the Braves. They'll be, they'll be paying special interest to the series that will occur in Philadelphia between the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. The fourth and fifth place teams in the National League playoffs, Philly being in, the four, in fourth place, Miami being in fifth place, the winner of that series will then go to Atlanta to face off against the Braves in the best of five series in the division series, which will start in Atlanta on Saturday. We'll discuss that a little bit later on in the episode. But the Braves have earned this this you know duration of rest. They've earned basically a week of getting prepared, getting fresh, getting healthy before the NLDS starts. But I think it's also a bit of fun to be able to reflect right now on the 2023 regular season. You know, the ultimate significance of the 2023 regular season will, you know, be determined by how good the Braves do in the playoffs. Anything short of a World Series title for the Braves this year, I think, would be a disappointment. But I don't necessarily think it should drain all the value from just how special the 2023 season was for the Braves. Because from a team perspective, as well as an individual perspective, so many different Braves, and on so many levels the team itself, had such a great, historic, productive season. So many different records the Braves, you know, went after, met, established from a team perspective, and so many great individual performances that stood out as being some of the best we've seen in recent Major League history. The offensive performances of Ronald Acuna Jr. as well as Matt Olson, the 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 bounce-back performance of Marcelo Zuna, how incredible Spencer Strider was, you know, compared to other pitchers, you know, before the age of 25 in MLB history. Each of those players had an absolutely spectacular season. But I do think that the seasons of both Austin Riley and Ozzy Albies can get a bit lost in the shuffle, not only because of just how special of a season the players that I mentioned had, but also because we've kind of come to expect 
Austin Riley, and Ozzie Albies to perform at the level that they once again did in 2023. But just because we come to expect them to perform at that level, it should not in any way, shape, or form take away just how special their level of production truly is at their age in their careers. Because when you compare what Austin Riley once again did, when you compare that to other third basemen through this point in their careers in MLB history, Austin Riley's in some rare company. The same can be said for Ozzie Albies. Consider this. Austin Riley, this season, for the third straight season in a row, had at least 30 home runs, an 850 or better OPS, and at least 300 total bases. It's the third such season where, again, Austin Riley had 30-plus home runs, an 850 or better OPS, and 300 or more total bases. He's only the fourth third baseman in Major League Baseball history to have three such seasons, three separate seasons of that level of production through the age of 26 in his career. The other third basemen who have done that in Major League history, Eddie Matthews, Ron Santo, Nolan Arenado, and now Austin Riley. Eddie Matthews and Ron Santo are already in the Hall of Fame. Nolan Arenado, one of the best all-around third basemen we've seen in Major League history, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to stop short of saying that it is clear that Austin Riley is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But what I do think is clear is that when you look at the fact that Austin Riley has put himself in that company, when you look at the fact that only four third base, that only three other third basemen have shown the level of offensive consistency through their age 26 season that Austin Riley is showing, it's pretty clear that Riley is at least getting his career started at a level that could eventually lead to the Hall of Fame. But he's also getting a start to his career that we have rarely seen in terms of consistently elite offensive production from a third baseman. That's how special Austin Riley has been, and once again, just how special of a campaign he put together this year. Of course, it's no surprise that when it ta when we talk about offensive production, Ozzie Albies stands out among his peers at second base in MLB history. Very few players have been as productive offensively as, as Ozzie Albies has been through this stage in their careers. As a matter of fact, when you look at all the second basemen that have played Major League Baseball, when you consider all the second basemen through the age of 26 in their careers, only three other second basemen in Major League history have more total bases than Ozzie Albies. Their names are Bobby Doerr, Roberto Alomar, and Bill Mazurowski. All three of those players are in the Hall of Fame. Fifth on that list, one spot behind Ozzy Albies, is Jose Altuve, who we all know has put together a Hall of Fame career. We'll see if the 2017 scandal impacts him at all. But the point that I'm getting at about Ozzy Albies is the fact that once again, just like Austin Riley, his level of consistency offensively this early in his career, it's very rare to see. As a matter of fact, for Ozzy Albies, he put together his second season of at least 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 300 total bases. He's the only second baseman in Major League Baseball history through the age of 26 to have two such seasons in his career. 
I'm not saying that Ozzie Albies is the best offensive second baseman that we have seen in Major League Baseball's history, but I am saying that through this stage in his career, he's one of the best offensive second basemen we've ever seen, and just like Austin Riley, the start of his career potentially is putting Ozzie Albies on, the tra on track to maybe even be in the conversation of being in the Hall of Fame one day. So when we talk about uh, um, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., when we talk about Matt Olson, Spencer Strider, Marcelo Zuna, and others, all of those guys deserve to have as much recognition as possible with how spectacular of a season that they had. But we also certainly should shine that spotlight on Austin Riley as well as Ozzie Albies due to the consistency that they have. It's a rare level of offensive consistency at both third base and second base that we're seeing from Austin Riley and Ozzie Albies, and it's truly fun to see their careers continue to progress in support of the other players that I mentioned, and that, of course, is what makes this Braves offense so deep and so fantastic. So as we go, as this week progresses, while many, much of the attention of baseball will be on the wild card round of the playoffs, that doesn't mean that it's not worth paying attention to what's going on in Atlanta with the Braves. Because the Braves have talked about it over the past week. They have really looked into how to take a different approach this year so that they do not see the same result repeat from last year. You know, you go back to last year, the Braves won 100 games. They had they won the NL, they, you know, they went through uh, the um, uh, end of the season and won the NL East in, in game 161, but they had that layoff between the end of the season and the NLDS. And then when the NLDS um, happened, the Braves... There were some rumors of some sickness. There were other things that the Braves dealt with. The Braves just were not where they needed to be once the NLDS started last year, and their postseason run ended far earlier than anyone had anticipated. So the Braves have made it a point to where they're going to be a bit more active in their in in the duration of time that they're not playing this year. They're going to look to be a bit more active. They're going to look to be keep activity up at a high level so they can stay fresh and ready to go once the NLDS starts. And the result of that is that over the next 3 days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the Braves will be holding holding simulated scenario practices. They'll basically be playing simulated games over the next three days. It's going to be free to the public. Online, you can find the details of how, if you want to go watch, if you're listening to this episode of The Daily Hammer, make sure you check out the details online of how you could go watch for free. But the encouraging news from those simulated games is that Max Reed will be pitching in simulated action on Tuesday. You know, the Braves have remained very confident that they feel Max Reed will be ready to go by this weekend once the NLDS starts. They feel that despite him working his way through his blister, he'll be ready to go, should be able to be on track to pitch one of the first two games in Atlanta in the NLDS. So it's encouraging to see that he will be pitching in some type of simulated action on Tuesday. But when we talk about the Braves and, and, you know, these concerns that the Braves have when it comes to their pitching, you know, it's legitimate. It's going to be much, the, the chances of the Braves truly being able to accomplish their goal of winning the World Series, it's going to be, now I'm not going to say much easier, but they're going to have a much better chance to do it if they have Max Reed 
healthy and effective from the start of the NLDS on, and then they get Charlie Morton back for the NLCS. I think that Max Freed will be just fine. I think Freed will figure it out, and him and Spencer Strider will be on their games to really help support the Braves' offense to give them a good chance of surviving and thriving in the playoffs. But yes, the Braves do have some legitimate pitching concerns when it comes to the postseason, and especially their starting rotation. But I think that if any team in recent baseball history is set up to absorb pitching concerns, but yet still can clearly get the job done, it's this Braves team. And I also think that the reason why they can absorb those pitching concerns, the main reason why they can do that is the main reason why there's legitimate truth to the fact that the Braves are the clear favorites to win the World Series this year. Because what did make this what makes this Braves team so special? The one aspect of performance that makes this Braves team that made them historic during the 2023 regular season, that one aspect of how this Braves team Braves team operates is the one aspect of the game that may correlate the best of all with postseason success. And that aspect is the frequency of power. The frequency of being able to hit home runs. There may be no other aspect in baseball that correlates better with postseason success than the ability to hit home runs frequently. Take this, for instance. The Braves have made the playoffs six times now, six straight times since the start of 2018. But let's look at the last five postseasons. Over the last five postseasons... There have been 146 times that a team hit two or more home runs in a playoff game. The of those 146 times when a team hit when a team hit two plus home runs in a playoff game, the team won 73% of those games. Let's take it a step further. There have been 53 times in which a team has hit three or more home runs in a playoff game over the past 5 years. When a team has hit three or more home runs in a playoff game over the past five years, they have won the game 87% of the time. Now let's look at that same level of production for this Braves team. The Braves hit two or more home runs in a game 86 times in the 2023 regular season, the second highest mark in a single season in MLB history. But most importantly, they did it 86 times. That was 13 more times than any other team. The Braves did it 86 times. The Dodgers did it 73 times. That's how much better the Braves were than the rest of baseball at hitting multiple home runs in a game frequently. When you look at how many times the Braves hit three or more home runs, they did it 44 times this year. The Dodgers were second on that list at 34 times. This is a big reason why the Braves hit 58 more home runs than any other team in baseball this season. That margin, that 58 home run margin between the Braves and and the rest of baseball this year, that was the biggest margin for one team to have in terms of home runs over the rest of baseball since 1947. The reason that I'm bringing this up is because if there's been so much positive correlation between hitting home runs frequently and having postseason success over the past five years, there may be no better team 
over the past, in recent Major League history, there may be no better team who is set up to do exactly that than the 2023 Braves. This team is head and shoulders above its peers this year when it comes to the ability to frequently hit home runs, and that sets them up very well in terms of how well power correlates to good postseason success in recent baseball history. So I'm not saying that the Braves aren't susceptible to potentially, you know, running into some randomness, running into the crapshoot that is the Major League Baseball playoffs. But what I am saying is, is that what the Braves are truly the best at in terms of their success, what the, the strength of this Braves team being how frequently they can put power on display, that makes them a very, very tough out in the playoffs. With how frequently the Braves can put the ball in the stands, it's going to be very hard for them to be beat three out of five times or four out of seven times. It's not impossible. There is a realistic chance we could see the Braves run into the same team this year that they did last year. That's just the randomness of the MLB postseason. And especially could happen if injuries continue to pop up to the pitching staff. But I do think that it's valid to suggest that this offense is not like other offenses we've seen. This truly is one of the best offenses we have seen in baseball history. And the reason why it's at that level is because of the power this Braves team can put on display. And that level of power frequency is a very good weapon to have because of how well it correlates with playoff success. And hopefully that once again will occur starting on Saturday in the NLDS. But of course, before we get there, we need to see who we're going to face. And that starts later tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies will be facing off against the Miami Mar Marlins. Jesus Lazardo on the mound for the Marlins. The Marlins go into the series. You know, they're, they're definitely, I don't know if the word scrappy is, is the right way to describe them, but they're going to be heavy underdogs. But this Marlins team certainly does have some things going for it. It could put together offense, it could put together an offensive performance quickly. They may not be one of the best offenses that we've seen, and yes, in terms of run differential, they may not seem to be one of the better offensive one of the better playoff teams that we've seen in quite a while. But we also know that the Marlins have had a lot of success in recent years against the Phillies. And in a three-game series, Truly anything could happen. If the Marlins can somehow find a way to take game one, that could make things quite interesting over the next few days as we see who the Braves will eventually face in the NLDS. I'll be honest, in my opinion, due to the strength of both teams, the Marlins are certainly who I'd rather see than the Phillies, though I think in the end the Braves will be just fine especially if Max Reed is healthy and ready to go. But as far as the Braves Podcast Network goes, or the Battery Power Podcast Network will be with you each step of the way. I'll have another Daily Hammer ready for you after Game 1 of the Wild Card Series, Tuesday into Wednesday. And then, of course, there will be plenty of coverage once we eventually know who the Braves will be facing in the 2023 NLDS. So that gives you every reason to stick and stay with the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can check out all the great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.